How's it going, everybody? This is Nathan Kreider here for episode two of Random Studies in the Book of John, rather the Gospel of John. The first one I did was on the humility of John the Baptist, and I'm going to stay on the topic of John the Baptist today, answering the question, did John the Baptist know Jesus was God? And the purpose of this is not only to practice and perform textual criticism and looking at the text to see how it answers this question, but is also, through that, building your apologetic uh, against people who oppose the faith and oppose the deity of Christ. So, let's get into it. John the Baptist uh, admits that he did not at first recognize who Jesus was either. In verse 31 and 33, you can see him, <clears throat> you can see John um, use the pluperfect of to know, or rather to not know, uh, which means that in the past he did not know, he did not recognize Jesus either. Kind of putting himself in the same boat as the Pharisees who were constantly pestering John and asking him, are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? Are you the one who is to come? The one who the prophets talk about? Um, and he kind of puts himself in that same boat. He says, I used to be, or I used to not recognize him, but <clears throat> he did not stay this way, however, because of the pluperfect past. We know that this must have changed. And if you look at verse 33, God the Father enlightens him. He directly speaks to John and opens his eyes and says, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. Now, um, this shows that John now does recognize him. So you see, a verse later, he says in verse 34, I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. Literally, that verse says, I have seen with my own eyes and I have borne witness that Jesus is the Son of God. <clears throat> now, you see this change from verse 31 and 33 that he did, used to not recognize him. He used to not know who Jesus was, but in verse 34, he exactly knows who Jesus is. And also, um, verse 36, he again exclaims, Behold the Lamb of God. Um, so John clearly knows who Jesus is now. He used to not know who he is, but he knows who he is now. And he gets this, he probably gets the phrase Son of God from Jesus' baptism in Matthew three seventeen, where the heavens open up and God the Father exclaims, Behold, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Um, so John was illuminated as to who Jesus was, being the Messiah, being the Lamb of God. <clears throat> but before we move on to the next section, so John knew and he exclaimed that Jesus was the Lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world, as you see in Isaiah 53. But I don't believe that John the Baptist specifically knew um, the role of Jesus. He didn't know how he would take away the sins of the world, but he just knew that he would take away the sins of the world according to the 
uh, according to the prophecies about him. So just to clarify. But to move on to the next section, now that we can see that John used to not know who Jesus was, but now has been enlightened as to who Jesus is, we can now ask the question of, what did John know him as? What did John see um, Jesus, or who did John see Jesus as? So if you look at John 15 and John, or John 1, 15 and 30, <clears throat> John clearly says, After me comes a man who has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. Repeat that again. After me comes a man who has a higher rank than I, he existed before me. Now, if you know your gospel history, this should ring a few bells. You should be saying, wait, what? Doesn't Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2 say in chronological order that Jesus was born, or John the Baptist was born previous to Jesus? You see that in Luke 154, where John the Baptist was born in comparison to, or sorry, Luke I think I said Luke 154, uh, Luke 2.6, where Jesus was born, you might say, oh, these seem to contradict each other. And this is where I get my argument from. And <clears throat> this is where, really, I got this whole idea of doing this. I do not believe that the scriptures contradict each other. I believe in the authority and the infallibility of scripture. And I think here, John was specifically claiming that Jesus existed before him. Clearly, John was born before Jesus, but Jesus existed. He doesn't say born. He says existed before me, claiming, I mean, how could John the Baptist claim that Jesus existed before he was born? I mean, that that's straight up a claim to deity. And that's about as clear as day. You either believe that or you believe that scripture contradicts itself. And, I mean, you have to believe there that John the Baptist sees Jesus as being eternal, as fulfilling the Isaiah 9-6 prophecy of being mighty God and everlasting Father, um, being born um, or being born as a son. And you got to see that. And... You can't deny that John had to have been talking about the deity of Christ. Now, objections to this. There's a couple objections. I'm just going to focus on the one that comes out of Matthew 11, where John sends messengers to Jesus and asks, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? And this is where I kind of connect back to that, uh, that clarification that I made earlier about Jesus being the Lamb of God. And being, and kind of fulfilling that Isaiah 9, 6 passage. Um, <clears throat> and you have to think about the Judeo-Greco-Roman um, historical context that this was in. Now, the Jews believed that they, the promised Messiah was going to come and liberate them from the government and <coughs> sorry and that they were he was going to unshackle them from the chains of the Roman empire because they had been put under the Roman empire they put under 
all these all these different empires in the last 400 years and they thought that the messiah was going to come and defeat all these guys and be be a physical king sitting on the throne um physically in person there and this is common i mean this was definitely common in the day you can see it in acts chapter 1 verse 6 when jesus was getting ready to ascend he thought yes my work here is done the apostles are going to go, they're going to get the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, and they're going to make my name known. And then they chime up and say, so when are you restoring the kingdom of Israel again? And I can imagine Jesus probably had the biggest face, biggest like face palm on the, in the history of the earth. He's probably like, oh my goodness, you still do not understand. And this was the, the mindset of of the people this time and it was so hard to break them out of it and this was this was definitely what was going on in Matthew 11 because he saw Jesus he saw what he was doing he saw that he was being a servant and he saw that he was hanging out with sinners and hanging out with poor and the diseased and sick and he was like this is not the promised king and you can see later on in the gospel of John actually they try to they try to throne Jesus as king. They see it in the other gospels too. They try to take him as take him into the city as king, and he runs and hides and escapes from the the crowd because that is not the function um, that he came to the earth for. Even though pretty much everybody in Judea were mistaken. <clears throat> so John knows, or John knew that he was the Messiah, but he did not know what he would do to forgive the sins of the world. And that is why John asked if there was another coming after him and if he was not the one who was to come. And I was actually reading a commentary on the Torah of, or by a Jewish man whom my friend Joey um, encouraged me to look at. And he actually translates Isaiah 9, 6 as the, um, the one whom the prophecy is talking about being a divine warrior. He doesn't say mighty God. He says divine warrior. And he obviously talks about the government resting on his shoulders. And you can imagine that this is probably where that misconception comes from. But it's still not a misconception. The government does rest on God's shoulders. That prophecy did not come back void. If you turn to Romans 13 verse 1, you can see that um, Paul explicitly talks about God being the one who appoints government officials into the office to be, um, I mean, to rule in the government offices. He says, Every person is to be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. I mean, that's straight up a fulfillment of that prophecy. The government is still resting upon Jesus' shoulders as he is enthroned at the right hand of God. So I hope this helps you. I hope this helped you to look at scripture and to look at who Christ was. And I hope that it helps your apologetic and hope that it helps you to have a reason for the hope inside you and sharing with all gentleness who Christ is, and that he died on the cross for the sins of the world. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day.